Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 369. Linz and Charles join me, along with Derek Becker and his wife Mel, to discuss all the fun we had at Motor City Comic Con 2019. Now we say this time and time again, this is the show you need to experience firsthand. But for those who weren't able to make it, we'll give a rundown of all the fun we had as well as some of the memories me and Derek have made over the course of the many years attending this show. Seriously, next year, do not miss out. But until then, enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 369, enjoying the fun times at Motor City Comic Con 2019. Did we catch all that? Baba beans. <laughs> Saturday here at Motor City Comic Con, and uh, we're we're chilling like like we like to on a Saturday at a con, and sometimes a Friday or a Sunday at a con, and all that as well. Uh, my name is Derek Becker. I'm the host of Comic Pros and Cons. My name is Tony McKay. I'm the host of Drunk on Comics. Co-host of Drunk on Comics, because I'm Linz, and I'm also from Drunk on Comics. I'm Charles. I'm there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's, how's the show been for everybody so far? Um, well, I got here at noon, so I wandered around for a bit, and then I did a panel. So yeah. It's been fun. Walked in and worked it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> excuse me, I'm here to work? That's yeah. kind of what I did. <laughs> I've experienced sensory overload like three times today. This is Charles' first Walking con. Walking around and this seeing all the different nothing. faces and stuff. Like, this is nothing. Okay, for I don't care for your bragging. I'm just saying, big. I am overwhelmed here. And it, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's fun. I love it. All I mean, I wouldn't even say nothing either, because it's also the biggest that it's ever been here. Yeah. I mean, in one word, I can just say tired. I am tired because there's so much walking back and forth that I've done the last two days alone. They expanded on this place. Yeah. And that's one of the the bigger things of this show is there's a lot more room to bring in a lot more creators and artists and exhibitors and everything else that there's, as you were saying, sensory overload for people that aren't used to it, but also for some of us that have gone to bigger cons, though, this is still... And what I mean is, like, there's so many things to look at. Right. Like, we could have stayed at any of the booths for three hours because there was so many beautiful, wonderful things to look at when it comes to... Toys, masks, you know, uh, costumes. Sound like you're describing a sex shop, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Lens has entered the building. I think I went to the wrong building. Um, uh, it's awesome that they expanded though, because they were outgrowing this place. Yeah. They were very worried about whether they were going to be able to stay in here with the size of the amount of people that were coming to this every year. So here's a great thing from from my perspective. Number one, more floor space has allowed them to bring in more creators and booths and all that stuff. Biggest difference is more floor space, while I guarantee you they're going to break their, their attendance record this year, it does not feel right as packed as it has in years past. Right. Whereas Saturday at this time of day, the main reason that we would sit down and record is because you couldn't move. Now, it's still congested, mm-hmm. but you can move. And you can find... you. You can kind of pinpoint the pockets of the con where it's the most congested and just avoid those yeah, for yeah, a little quiet. while. Oh, look at all those mouth breathers. I'm going this way. <laughs> I will say, uh, once again, though, there was a line around the building that stretched far and wide. And However, I had, I, and now here's the thing, yes, huge line around the building, but it, at, the, at its peak, number one, the the entrance has moved farther down to the end rather than the center of the building. Mm-hmm. So it's now at one end, and then it wraps down and then around the back right. side. But previously, the entrance was in the center of the building, so it had to go all the way down and then all the way back. Right. And then back well past the exhibitor doors and literally through the parking lot, snaking through, and then around yep. the front again. So this year, more people, long line, 
but I actually talked to people that had friends coming in who had advanced tickets, and they're like, yeah, like we're in line right now, don't know how long it's going to take to get in, and in 20 minutes, they were at the table. Like, that's amazing that you can put that many people through there. The front, uh, just watching it, um, I don't know what you'd call it, organized chaos or chaotic organization, like, it was... A, it seemed like a well-oiled machine up there. I mean, it just, it's inevitable. There's going to be a long line. There's a lot of people coming. They're all coming at once. If they would have gotten here at 10 o'clock, there really wasn't a line. But when everyone shows well, up. There, there still was, but you know, and here's the thing. Like, like it kills me. Oh, and there's my wife. Um, I lost the other girls. <laughs> and so what kills me is like, you know, you'll see people that go, this is ridiculous. Like, I bought advanced tickets and it says I have access 30 minutes early. Well, yes. They open the doors 30 minutes before right. for advanced ticket holders, but you're not the only one that bought an advanced ticket, you dumb fuck. Like, seriously, like, there's multiple people. Do you think that pre-sending passes, like they do at, like, C2E2, would lessen that, or do you think you would still have the same line because people have to walk in and show their... Well, okay, so at C2E2, I like, Tony and I have been there on Saturday morning, and... We got there an hour and a half early to stand in line, and it still took, after we cleared the badge and we cleared security, and it still took 15 to 20 minutes to get in. Yeah, because they had two different processing lines, one to get the badges and then the other line to get into the actual con. So, you know, is it going to save any time? Maybe a little, but I don't think enough. You know, it's, it's just one of those crazy things when... You know, people have to understand logistics, and you're not the only fucking right. person on the face of this earth. So I'm sure. sorry. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, you don't count, though. Now, <laughs> as I was saying, though, I see that they've made lots of improvements on the logistics. You know, we've seen sometimes where the congestions from the year before, as you were just explaining, all going into that middle. It's a much better layout. Like I said, yes. just seeing them coming on in. They were flying through those front uh, people. So whether they had even better training now to get those people's tickets scanned and everything, whatever it is, it's working to just make it much better yeah. experience for people. Um, now more bathrooms, which means That's now more concession areas. And the bathrooms yeah, are bigger the, in each one. And, and, areas are, and the clean. lines are still pretty long. Uh, long I mean, yeah. of course there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's not like they can do anything about that. They're, they're Everybody clean. gets hungry at the same time of day. That is a very important like, thing. I don't I don't Con feel like I'm in a truck clean. stop. Right. You know, it's like I'm like, settle oh my god, like <laughs> what was that? I said I settled for my room getting clean. <laughs> well, you know, we can't all be winners. But <laughs> But yeah, I mean it's it just the overall logistics have improved at the show overall. And then and I think this is kind of a cool thing for us to be actually to look back. My first time attending the show, I think, was '96. Mel, your first time was what '94? Something like that. It was, it was a long time ago. I couldn't even tell you like. She wasn't old enough to drive. I my parents had to drive me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so I've been coming to the show when it was a handful, like a couple thousand people, and then. When Tony, when you and I first started coming, we'd do our day trips over, there was eight, nine, ten, twelve thousand people maybe. And then we started volunteering and people were like, Man, those volunteers are really good and attendance grew. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you can see the growth on the chart. And, and I think then, that's coincidental. And then Tony and I started Correlation does yeah. not equal causation. And then and then Tony and I started podcasting. And the first year that we podcast, the first year they broke twenty thousand. And then they basically added ten thousand people a year every year that we were here. None of that was Norman Reedus or Stanley. It was all Derek. No, it was all Derek Becker and Tony McKay and Drunk on Comics. That's what it was. It, it, uh, it 100% is what it was. I mean, I'm sorry, but if Drunk on Comics wasn't here, there's no way they could have pulled Stan Lee or Norman Reeves. <laughs> like those guys are like going, I, I don't know, is this show worth it? Oh my God, Drunk on Comics is there? Well, dude, how much will it cost me to go? <laughs> let, me, let me do the flashback machine. As I was in the Jim Lee VIP thing when we were chatting, it was 22 years ago that he was here before. 22 years ago. Yeah, and ever since then, he finally found out about us and goes, I need to go back. Yeah. 
hey, he's the one who told me if I had any problems with the con or anything, just let him know. So this this is actually a fun story. Mel, when she was a, a young young girl, starstruck, completely, totally starstruck by Jim Lee, um, walks up to his table to get her Wildcats number one signed, I'm sure. three and a half hours, and it wasn't Wildcats. Well, it might have been. I had a lot of stuff I got signed. I got a bunch in the vault. Yeah. But it was a, it was a three and a half hour line. But she walks up, and what did you say to him? It's such an honor to meet you, Mr. Lee. And he responded with, oh, you can call me Jim. And she says, okay, Mr. Lee. <laughs> and then heat herself a little. <laughs> I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm proud that you even were able to speak. I've seen you around people when you're starstruck. I told him the story about uh, how some of his artists were um, like finishing up sketches for us. And he let us sit behind the table. And then security tried to get us to move from away from behind this booth. This was back in the days when they had big, big, huge display booths when all the big publishers would come to the cons with these huge setups. And uh, then I, we said, no, Jim Lee said we could sit back here. So they, the security went up to Jim Lee and like pointed at us and he's like waving and thumbs up and then they, they left us alone. So now, he says, any problems? Just talk to him. Last night she was talking about how she's going to, in the morning, she has to get up early, she can't keep drinking, she's got to go to the gym panel. I go, why the fuck are you working out tomorrow? What is going on? <laughs> the gym panel doesn't mean G-Y-M, yes, it's J-I-M, and then space L-E-E. And then yeah. straight to the Yogas of Anarchy. The, oh, yeah, yeah, Yogas of Anarchy, that, that's... Uh, yogas that, that's tomorrow of morning. <laughs> I thought it was Yogis. It's a joke. What? It's a joke. Oh, it's a silly... <laughs> Your I say the worst is, stuff. I feel like your guys' humor is butting up against it, each other, time. but not quite making the It's an intergenerational <laughs> problem. It's like we're space docking. Yes. It's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Eric has a problem like a really ah, younger no. generation. It's because he's old. Well, yes. We all know that. I still refer to him as old man Derek on occasion. He's yeah. such an old man. Well, his, his generation was listening to Beethoven on the radio. It's hey. funny, and we have that kind of <laughs> his, newest, his newest hits. <laughs> you know, here's the thing: like, don't ever let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. I mean, everybody said Beethoven would never be able to compose symphonies because he was deaf. But did he listen? No. Yeah. <laughs> never tell Chris that he can't drink, that he doesn't get another Long Island until he finishes the one he has. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other story. But anyway. Um, this to, show, it's to watch the show grow year after year, and and, you and know, honestly though, it, I mean, joking aside though, being part of it though, is special for me that yeah. we've seen even some of the the back end with some of the people we know, and just seeing how it's grown in that way to make it for the front uh, forward uh, person that comes to the show to know just growing is. The word that we're going to use the most, but there's nothing else to describe it. It's yeah, and you know, it's to like you said though. I think being able to be a part of it, a, a small fractional part of it. Like I, we joke, but we we understand. But it's because I mean, the people that run this show have done it right, but they've also done it smart because they surround themselves with people like me and Tony and these amazing creators and like agents and exhibitors and all that and they're they're very smart in who they bring in right and because they know that all these people don't want kids um, I mean because they oh <laughs> yeah. but because all these people come in and they all want to help right and they want to be they want to make this show so amazing and that that's a huge thing yeah I would say, though, that. You'd say that. Ditto. You don't well, yeah, know, it's, it's what literally, it's just, I mean, you texted me, what, a month ago? And because they have you to help them find people to moderate panels, I got to moderate a panel today. Yeah. You did a phenomenal job. Oh, thank you. She left halfway through. Ugh. Well, that, <laughs> that's all right. She showed up halfway through in a mine and then oh. left. Three quarters of the I don't, I'm, I'm just messing with her anyway. I'm just teasing. She never came to my panels. <laughs> I came to your panel. I, I came I to Dan's panel. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Lindsay, I was going to go to your panel. You were. But then I didn't. But then you didn't. Tony. You guys didn't. Anyway, it went well, but 
point being is like that was an amazing experience and because Derek has gotten in with this group and Tony has gotten in with this group and you've become friends with you know and, the and, people and they who know run the show and they, they, they trust they can, you yeah, they and can trust yep. us they can lean on us when they need yep you know covered, uh, you, you found somebody for the sketch battle they did a phenomenal job yeah you know it's like we were able to you know Mike Dolce okay. who's who's a guest here um what did you get what who'd you get Oh, the sketch oh Mike Dolce. Oh, okay. I was you trying were, to tell, were, but you right. decided to have a conversation yeah. with my wife. And well, I mean, it's like, I'm better. It's like, oh, in every look. conceivable way. Liz forgets we're recording. <laughs> I mean, yes, that does happen. Um, but, <laughs> I thought you said that made better podcasts when you forget you're recording. We're well, recording? <laughs> what's and Tony's did like what's recording? Yeah. I don't oh shit! Signing a release. Release. You did. It's on the it's on the bottom of the marriage certificate. Uh, oh my god! I would totally believe that to be true, though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not stupid. Bring <laughs> up? Nope. <laughs> like release form? Yup. Now I have enjoyed uh, having Charles here and watching his childlike glee. <laughs> absolutely true. I've been giving him a play-by-play every time I feel something. <laughs> That's fun. That is fun. Sometimes he tells me things that he's personal. feeling. <laughs> yep. Feel this. <laughs> I gotta make a movie. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, tell us about like the first walking through. Yeah. Like what? It's been a while. Like I mean. It... Well, the first thing I we we saw coming through, we came in to the right, and then uh, there were the stormtroopers there. And obviously, you know, well, I get, hold on, I back get up. All... So, so con goers that are listening to this understand. As press, there's a, a, a press and exhibit. Oh yeah, entrance. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We so, go to the press area, yeah. right? We so go in the we, back we of the building, right? The yep. So yeah, you see a bunch of stormtroopers, and that kind of got me excited because those costumes were immaculate. The, they were shiny. Was it the five, they were five first. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, whatever. We just kept walking over to the, meet everybody at the uh, the, like the writer's like, corner. No, stop. Let me look. And Tony's like, oh, no. Just, just don't wait. worry about it. You'll Dude, see them everywhere. Dude, they're here all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so then he just introduced me to some writers and stuff. And that was pretty neat. But there was so many things to look at just in that aisle alone. And I love I love illustrations. I love, uh, I love drawings. Anything, you know. And I just wanted to, like, I wanted to get going immediately. But we stood there talking for a while. And I started to get aggravated. And then we made a walkthrough. And that, we went through, like, Basically every uh, every aisle, and it was just <laughs> it was just so much fun. I would just tell them how I, I get excited. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, then Overload. even some of the um, celebrity guests, oh, you know, no. I kind of gave them totally. the, the, the rundown <laughs> of like you know, act normal, don't do that, don't just sit, don't take start pictures, take pictures from and afar. stuff. When I saw Doug Jones, I was just I stopped. I was like, we we're just we we're just a far distance away, and I was like, I feel like I'm geeking out right now. <laughs> like he's right there. That's crazy. He's right there. You know and. It didn't get any calmer after that because it was just more and more and more. <laughs> Nev Campbell and um, uh, Henry Winkler, or yeah. in in the same room from Scream. I love Scream. Yeah. I saw John Cleese come in when I was you did out oh, I back. Yeah, yeah. I, go... I saw him walk in through the the back yeah. entrance. I'm gonna go tell him I love him. Uh, I mean, I, it was exciting. I, Henry Winkler, I'm, I'm I might actually break down and just go stand in the fucking line tomorrow and pay for a goddamn autograph photo with Henry Winkler. I don't know, like I. There's something about that guy that I just want to meet him. And there he is. That's why That's why he's here for yeah. this stuff, right? And Otherwise, make, making some money from this. But, like, to see the fans and people who are fans of it. I, I think I shared this, you know, Tony, when we recorded last week. But mm-hmm. I, I, just in case people didn't hear before, I want to share it again. When I was talking to the, the convention director, she was telling me about, you know, how, like, because she, she's like, yeah, you see the announcement of Henry Winkler. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I mean, it's just... And I'm like, I, I'm so enamored by this guy. I don't know what it is. And she goes, he is literally one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. And I, this is not an exaggeration. She goes, she goes, we provide for for the guests. We, you know, we have those high top tables so they can sit and be at eye level with all the people that are coming up for the autographs and stuff like that, so they don't have to look up and it's at this weird awkward right. thing. And apparently Henry Winkler said, no, 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 I don't need a table. Yeah, um, it's or, true. He's out there. Or just you can just in the push it back area. because I stand in front of my table and yeah. greet my guests properly. Oh my I went to go look for him when I went by, and I was like, I don't see anybody behind there, but there's all these people. And then I looked, and he's just hugging with people. Yes, in, in, the, the, fact, in the front area. Not only that he wanted to meet them face to face, but that he said, "I greet my guests." Yeah. Not fans, not customers. Yeah. His guests. Right. I'm like, what a stand. I wasn't gonna cry. Well, and I mean. People who do cons, anybody at any level knows 
if you go to enough cons and you touch enough people, you're gonna get sick. Yeah. So oh. there are so many celebrities who won't even like they'll try and do like oh well elbow bump or roll fist bump or yeah. stuff or like hire that. Hire somebody else to do it. Would just you fist bump them for me, please? Contact, just yeah, here you shake his hand. Touch, touch through the yeah. Fill your permeable wall. And it's not like they're being necessarily. <laughs> There's a glass wall with a shield. You put money through. <laughs> right. I got my hand to shake hands. <laughs> but <laughs> like, it through is a window issue. knuckles. Yeah, window love. Concrete yeah. is real. <laughs> it's like you're visiting somebody in prison. It's uh, it, old movie reference, like with guys that are in prison, they don't shake hands. They they, they would go like this, like a high five. Once put your hand up, and they just touch palms. And it's boat drinks because that's how they would greet each other through the glass at prison visitations. Uh, boat drinks. Boat drinks. You know, okay. right. you're, you're gonna make enough money that you can have drinks on a boat. Oh, cool. You know, right. you're you're you're, uh, you're you're gonna gain the gain enough money and, and fuck the system enough where. Right, right, right. You're rich. Right, right. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Think, things sure. to do in Denver when you're dead. <laughs> right. You young, young <laughs> children. So anyway, Concrud is real. Yes. Is what I'm saying. It is. And Jared got Concrud from a con you didn't even go to. Twice. Yeah. Well, so, no, I got one from welcome. a con I didn't go to and one from a con I did go to, but I didn't get sick there. I got sick from you later. Con funk <laughs> is also a thing. Have you experienced con funk yet, Charles? Oh, I was going to talk about this. I think I know what you're talking about. When, when you're walking down an aisle and all of a sudden a, a steaming pile of hot mess hits you in the face and makes you want to gag because it smells so bad? Crop dusting people as well? Just, it, it could be any sort of odor, really. Yeah, I definitely I mean, smell you could that. be walking through a far cloud. It started this morning when I went to go else. get in the elevator uh, to go get, well, we were just about to leave, and there were these girls, and they had just sprayed their hair, and it was just it was overwhelming. Oh, that's, that's, that's not No, I was just saying, that, 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 that's how it started. Confunk <laughs> smells like uh, rotting cottage cheese and old brisket. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just smells like dirty butt, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I felt that this year was going to be a little bit different, wi- wider areas and everything. And no, just more No, I didn't experience any of it Friday. But today, a rule thumb. it hit me. If you don't smell it, it's probably you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's that, but I will say this, because this is your first time, as we were talking about, You're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. Yeah, I was just thinking about, maybe I'll just take it tomorrow off with all those kids and their sickness. It's called Breeder's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday is Breeder's Day. I'm sorry, Kids Day. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're definitely, definitely gonna get sick. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charles, what else? Like, I mean, what are the first impressions? Well, what about the the nighttime? The, all the the people I've met who have booths. I'm sorry, all, all the people I've met have booths. They're just the nicest people. They're so they they back and forth with you like like a real person, you know. And yeah. it's intimidating to think that these people are. You know, just because they're more well established than you, or you know, they're mostly right. famous, I guess. You know, yeah, well, you were hitting it off last night, just mm-hmm. chatting normally, and that's how they want to be treated too. And they oh my gosh, some of them remember, remember my name. I was like, what? So many names you probably go through. I can barely remember yours. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, with a face like that, it's hard to forget. But. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, that's why we do radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it still makes me go back to uh, Gardner Evans Comic Con when. Uh, we were walking through walking through the parking garage, and you know I made the joke about I'm hot, and Dirk goes, "Well, yeah, you're you're podcast hot." Oh. <laughs> and did you mention that he always hides behind something? I mean, oh, well, he knows <laughs> his strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. What are his strengths? <laughs> he knows his weaknesses. <laughs> Love you, Dirk. If you wanted to bat, com- combat this, you should have been here. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I've got to say that the other one big change here, though, this year with the addition are the are the the extra panel rooms upstairs oh. above Artist Alley. So now instead of only being limited to two large rooms, one medium room, and two small rooms, you now have all those plus an ad- five more additional rooms up above, which has now allowed. Not only to have more panels, but also to have a half-hour break between yes. panels. That's the yes. biggest thing, is just that break of other people to set up, take down, do whatever they need to do in between, having the Instead people of having a back-to-back get people out of the room, and then, yeah. Yeah, get well, in. And, and now, yeah, well, granted, for some people, it's not going to work as well, because speaking of Dirk, more often than not, he directly followed our panel with his, and so the benefit for him was he walked into a totally packed room, that was there for us, and 
some of those people might have stuck around. They at least stuck around for the beginning part. That's when he takes his picture and says, look at the room I have. And then yeah. by the end, there's only a handful, but still. Yeah, but you know, like, well, you're welcome, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing about having the half an hour after a panel is, and I don't, I mean, I've only experienced one panel when, when, since I've been here, but at the end of Erica's panel, people wanted to talk to her. Yes. Right? Because it was such an engaged, she was just a very engaging speaker. So she, people wanted to come up ask her more questions so it gave her just a little bit of time before she had to run back down to her table to talk to people face to face and kind of have that interaction without having to be pushed out of the room yeah you know one thing i gotta say about this uh, about motor city this year is that i i have not pushed myself as hard to get as many interviews because i'm i'm moderating a couple panels um i'm putting on my own panel and i've got a couple interviews lined up but I'm, I'm really here to meet people and talk more about them and to bring in, to, to be able to bring more guests out later because of that. And right. that's, that's a big thing. And to sit and then walk around and, and I found a book and I'm not going to say which one yet because I, I want to read it. But surface level, this book looks amazing. Independent creator, self-published. And I was walking by and here he's got three different trades on this table. I've never seen this guy before. And I was like, stopping and picked it up and I'm opening it up and I'm like, holy shit. It's been a while since I've felt that. Yeah. Book and I'm, that makes me happy. That there's, that there's still new content coming sure. to this show from people that I don't know. And, and, and it, it sounds arrogant when I say that, but we truly do know the vast majority of people that are, that are tabling here. And so when you see somebody brand new, and they have something that looks good, fuck, right. yes. It's really, when you go to a bunch of cons, and you go to way more than I do, uh, it's really Yeah, because I went to more than one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, but I've been to a bunch of cons in a year, and it's really easy to just walk through kind of like on autopilot. Yeah. Oh, I've seen all this stuff before. I don't have to stop and look at this table. I saw them at the last con. So it is refreshing to see new stuff. But we also have to remind ourselves, just because we saw them at Blascon, maybe they have something new. What is really the, what the, I got to remind myself? The autopilot thing is huge, and honestly, it, since roughly half my listeners are other comic creators, where do you put your blinders on when you're walking down? What, like, for you guys? Um, I always do a blinders on full first run through. Like, I just do a quick run through Artist Alley with the blinders full on so then what are you looking for i am getting just the the, the feel of the layout okay to Who's kind where? of like like kind of i'm not looking at what's on the tables and stuff like that i'm just kind are you of looking like, to see who's where or are you just getting wanting, the feel wanting to make of, sure that you understand how aisles work <laughs> both both of those things um just to get a feel of where everyone's at where i want to like maybe spend more time where home base is going to yeah, be yeah, yeah yeah and then just f- kind of figure out things from there and then I can do targeted, you know, time spending in areas I want to spend time in. And wow. then usually before I leave, I do one full, like, kind of look at everyone's table. I just, I don't like table barkers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, good, good luck, though, going through that uh, a whole nother round again of walking through. It's, it's a good, I think I put on about 10 miles just today. Yeah of walking up and down those aisles but i will say this for my blinders now and it's something that i i know i don't need anymore uh i used to get a lot of prints and hey man i was waiting for you to say that because you and i i actually talked about this with uh with a comic creator earlier today and i won't mention just because it it doesn't really matter and i don't i don't know if you wanted that conversation public but yeah like the prints prints are great if they but, have a book or something that might pull me in to look at the book too but I'm not anymore into prints. Now, that's not to say that there isn't that one-off where I'm like, damn, that is oh, so good. But that's come rare now because there's a lot of talent and a lot of people put a lot of their effort into prints to make them nice, glossy, those lights. Charles was saying, the metal wow, these prints. are all shiny and everything. And, and I was explaining the kind of why. Ones, right? and, well, not only or, the aluminum ones, but even the other ones that are really glossy if they have these yeah, flashy yeah. lights to make them mm-hmm. shine and they're very colorful. 
those are beautiful. Those are awesome. And I'm not... Those little disc- spec ones, though, they look a little bit tacky. I'm not discouraging anyone from going and buying those if that's what you want. Oh, yeah. It's a souvenir for you, but... For me personally, I have too many that I can't even put up in my house that Tony's I don't a need. Hoarder. I, I, I have to be actually, less of a hoarder. I have actually <laughs> given prints away and thrown prints away at this point because I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I and but that's me. My my tastes have changed. It's not a knock against prints or people that make them. Um, I have my preference. I don't think fan art should be the only thing that should be at your table. I think that's wrong. I think sure. fan art is very useful to draw people to your table. Mm-hmm. So they're oh my god, that's great, cool, awesome, yeah, so you're a big fan of uh, Batman. You know, hey look, we did, a, we did a comic that if you like Batman, you might like this. Sure. Or not, like, you know, uh, I, but, but definitely check it out. <laughs> but that's okay if they say no. Because all they want is Batman and they don't right. want to read an independent comic, that's fine. But... All those Twilight drawers are gonna well, use glowing, did you say shiny. Drawers? Yeah. yeah. Prints were you, are. Were you waiting for that one? <laughs> drawers. You practice that in the mirror. <laughs> Prints are kind of like the end to it, right? When you first get start going yeah, to cons, the drug. And it is. They are. Yeah. And then you get you're, you get like twenty prints, and you're like, I don't even hang these up or put them anywhere in my house. And then you're like, what I really want is original art. So then you start buying original art. Mm. That yeah. shit's expensive. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, and then no. you, you buy a, a then you page buy pages. for like 75 bucks at a con when you're 17. And then you're like 150. And then suddenly 275 isn't bad for that artist. I mean. And then you're renting then rooms at hotels and just having them work for you. Sweatshops full of artists. Before you know it, it's 3 a.m. And there's a guy in Italy selling an original Jim Lee. And, and, and you've got an alarm set on your phone. And you wake up your husband because you're like, hold on, I need you to walk me through this. Like, I need you to be here with me. <laughs> and then you make your last minute bid and you buy a Jim Lee page. There was nobody who bid against me. And then you, yeah. mes- then you message your friend and let her know anytime there's a Jean Grey up for sale on eBay it's to try and I'm pull sh- her I'm, into the lifestyle. No, I'm just showing you because they're beautiful. <laughs> I don't show you the ugly ones. Oh, I don't just get them from you. I get them from her too. But I, I get know. them from all sides. Nothing, nothing will beat that Brett Booth that I, we were in the grocery store and I got in that bidding war and got it for my exact highest bid. Yeah. I yeah. had to sit down after that. She now here's the thing. So she got a Brett Booth double page spread from Backlash, aka Spider Man Black. Shoot, you shut your mouth. <laughs> you, you, no. And it was it was I an love issue doing this to her. that was like it was very dear to my heart. I remember. Or was it? I'm sorry. It was a double page spread. It was consecutive pages. It was consecutive pages, professionally framed. Professionally um, framed, UV protecting glass, matted, and. From an like, issue, I could tell you, I, I remember the day I walked in the comic shop. I remember buying that issue. I remember flipping through it. I remember it like it was yesterday, but I was, you know, obviously a lot younger. Like, probably half the age I am now. Maybe <laughs> maybe less. I heard her voice crack. But anyway, no, when, when it got shipped to the house, the box was, as, like, bigger than her. Yeah. I mean, that's not hard. <laughs> but She's a tiny lady. But still... <laughs> When you look at what she spent, yeah, what she spent was probably a third of the cost of framing and shipping combined. Right. And like, so that doesn't count the rest of the framing, and it doesn't count the art. Like it was. The art like she was stole gorgeous. That. And I made. I, I wrote a personal note to that guy that this will have a good home. This isn't going to go sit in a vault like. This means something to me, and lots of people are going to see it. And it hangs over our bed next to a picture of uh, So Dominic. nobody's going to see it but you two. Uh-huh. I was going to no, say it hangs over Everybody your gets the tour. Everybody oh. gets the tour. Yeah. Point being, but, prints are a gateway drug to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. And I, I will say, um, I have already gotten some amazing deals here on original art. Uh, Ted McKeever, who I, I'm planning on sitting and talking to this weekend. Shit is so we, wacky and awesome. It is. And, you know, Ted is done with comics. Like, we were talking, and he, I bought some art, and he's like, do you want me to sign it? I'm like, absolutely, you're signing it, you know. And he pulls out one of his art pens, and he signs it, and he looks at it, and he looks at me, and he goes, I haven't picked up one of these fucking pens in two years. Yeah, two since years. he did that last comic that was literally about him hating the comics industry and wanting to get out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
What was that? What did he end up calling that? Pencil head? Pencil head. Yeah, because yeah. originally it was Boondoggle yeah. or something like that, and then he changed the name at the last yeah. minute. Um, but he, uh, he's been painting, and his paintings are amazing. Yeah. Oh, I cannot think of it, yeah. And I know which one you like, Liz. <laughs> Have you seen him? No, I haven't walked by his booth yet today. Oh, okay. Well, Uh-oh. I'm going to, I'll report back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there... <laughs> Is there one with lots of penises in it? Is that what you're referring to? No, it's just one penis. Oh, okay. Is it big? No, they're all the same size. They're all the same size. Anyway, so he he brought original pages. He's not doing commissions, but he brought pages. He only brought, like, pages that were, like, kind of the bigger pages. Not not, not talking head pages. Mm -hmm. Like... There's a moment, there's an action, there's a, a big splash on it, whatever it might be. Every page is $100. Wow. That's not bad. No, that is dirt cheap. Yeah. His pages should be 500 or yeah. more. But he's just like, what the fuck am I going to do with them? Right. You know, and that's awesome. And then you get some other uh, creators out here that bring stuff, and they're like, and they're having garage sales. They're like, you know, here's, here's the hot stuff. Here's stuff I've been sitting on for a while. If somebody wants to take it home and love it, mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that is the greatest thing about these kind of shows is when you can come and you can, for a collector, you can get stuff at a good price. Right. And, you, and these guys are getting smarter because they know who the collectors are and they know who the flippers are. And I fucking hate art flippers because it it ruins it for anyone that wants to collect art or even just wants their gateway drug right. into it. You You're know? saying, like, it raises the prices? Yeah. Because you get somebody that that they're happy to charge twenty dollars for a quick sketch, or forty or fifty, but because now somebody goes and buys it for fifty and they flip it for a hundred, and well, good grief if somebody else flips that after that. But now that person has to charge a hundred, so that they aren't getting ripped off, mm-hmm. and just have a bunch of art flippers because they want collectors to buy their stuff. They want to sell to people that are going to love it and keep it in their home. Sure. Well, and talk about it and show it to people and post about it. And yeah. Stuff like that. You yeah. know, they don't want somebody that's going to walk up to their daughter and get a free head sketch that goes and sells it on eBay. Right. Well, that's not even just art. That's with even comic books in general and the creators that are here that made those comics. Uh, sure, uh, having an original art piece is like the prime of everything, but when you get that uh, first issue of whatever it is and you have the artist and the writer sign it, that makes it worth more and you see more and more people here sign sign these 50 books yeah because those people are going to be the ones that are going to go flip it and now now you have creators that have a thing they're like first five signatures are free no duplicate issues anything after that ten dollars a signature mm-hmm. you know personalize and, that shit oh and I I'm, I wish I could <laughs> no I'm trying to remember who it was that I saw Actually, I know who it was, and I'm not going to mention it now. We'll talk later, but privately. Somebody walked up, and he's like, hey, can I get these signed? He goes, and, and he goes, yes. He goes, I will sign all of those for free as long as they're personalized. If you do not want a personalization on them, it's $10 a signature. Oh, that, yep. That makes sense. And good for them. Yeah. And especially for writers. Because writers come to these shows, and they, don't, they can't do commissions. They don't have original right. art to sell. They don't have any other thing. All they have is books on their table to sell and try and draw in new fans. Right. And they, so they're signing stuff for free all day long. Good thing I picked Mike as my name and sell it to all the Mikes out in the world. Yeah, I shouldn't have. Muffy. <laughs> oh. Signed. <laughs> no, Signed by love Muffy. Love you, Muffy. I'll say this. I haven't looked for any books lately, but there's still some of the... I'm still looking for some Silver Surfer books and... To finish off my uh, Sandman collection, those are getting harder to find because there are um, dollar bins left and right here where you can get some good deals, and some of those just aren't being replenished within those dollar bins anymore. Uh, that's one of my holy grails that I have to take some time the rest of this weekend to actually go do because I haven't had the time to do that. I've been talking to a lot of creators and artists. Um, whether it's setting up interviews or just shooting the shit, you know, it's funny, Tony. You mentioned that because I, you know, we, I think back to where we started coming to Motor City, and 
do you remember the year that we drove in Kevin's car and we filled his trunk so full that it was literally drooping down? The comics. Because Kevin had like six paper boxes filled with trades. Oh my goodness. And then we had a couple short boxes filled with comics. And Tony's in the back seat, and the other two thirds of the back seat is filled with more shit. Like, it's like we went to the goddamn thrift store and filled up. It's like what were we? It's like it's like we bought like we had to fill a goddamn comic store yeah. with, with stock. But we we're like, oh my god, oh my god, we, I found this, I found this, and it's only this much. Well, I'll never find that deal dude, again. Now, granted, I know this is a long time, so there's been inflation. Mel can actually pull up an inflation calculator here real quick. Would you like me to do no. that? Yes, well, please. She's such a finance what, what, Why don't you give me a hundred dollars <laughs> uh, in let's say uh, two thousand eight? Yeah. And 2008 so, was a very hard year for the United States. That's when the, uh, the housing crash. Your wife is a giant nerd. Oh, I know. In more ways than one. <laughs> that would be 11637 in 2018. Okay, so, so it really wasn't as bad. But, but 2008 was still a rough year. But but it's probably because, well, no, 2008 was when it crashed. I don't know when they take into account in 2008. And now we're back. So maybe we're actually almost you where can, we you were. Can nerd, just stop. nerd. <laughs> and I'm an accountant. And that's me saying that she's. Yeah. You're so, yeah, the accountant just called me a doll, uh, like a, a number nerd. Yeah. So, but we like I was I'm Asian. I'm born with that. oh, that's fair. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> God damn it. So, but we I swear to God, like I think. Each of us came here with maybe two hundred dollars at absolute most, and we filled a fucking car with with shit. That was yeah. There was a lot that year. And and Kevin, Kevin went full on Dutch guy. For anybody from the west side of Michigan, you'll know, Dutch. Wait, wait, is this like when he, when I asked him when I had to leave on Sunday because I used to do the home tour, and I called him and asked him to pick me up that statue, and the guy tried to charge him tax, and he stood his ground and would not let the guy charge him tax. He was ready to walk away from a statue that he was getting reimbursed for. Because he wouldn't pay more than the yeah it $35. says for, it says forty dollars on it. I'm giving you forty dollars. No, it was it was yeah. yeah. It was, you got one for forty for me. Well, whatever the but price it was, was, it doesn't matter. Thirty five dollars. It says thirty five. I'm paying thirty five. I'm paying thirty five. Well, yeah, there's tax. No, there's not. That's that's <laughs> included in that price. Cash <laughs> sale, buddy. Kevin, you sit God, there? I love Kevin. But, but you know, it's, but you think about how much we bought, and and you can still do that if you shop smart here. Yeah. You can. I mean, you can, you can fill grocery carts full of comics and, and trade paperbacks mm-hmm. and action figures and all that thing. But you can also walk up and look at original art and two hundred bucks. That's Gets a down. One thing. That's a down yeah, payment, down payment. On, yeah. on that page that you want. Yep. When, when you can't get enough money out of the ATM to pay for it, not that that ever happened. New York. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fantastic. But. I, Tony, you're you're uh, yeah. I just you're wanted the program, and, and we, we need to bring this up. Yeah, because as we're talking about all of our fun times that we've had here, this year is their thirtieth year, and that is something that just needs to be mentioned. This show has been going on for thirty years, and what I love about the program, besides the program actually being way better in years past, like. The map, the it's, it's showing full where everything on, is, like Time Magazine style, like oversized it, magazine format. And and you know it's no knock to who was making the the programs before, but this one is one of the best helpful ones that I've had at this show. It's one of the best programs I've seen at any show. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would say that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most of them are not helpful. Yeah, they and just I'll, end up going in the garbage. Yeah, here you throw this away for me. Yeah. Thank you. But with how big this this area is, the maps uh, very helpful, especially for people that don't know the layout of the hotel, convention center, all the rooms and well, everything. Well, sure, and like there's new stuff this year. There's a whole upstairs. Yeah. You know, you got to find where the escalators are now. <laughs> and one of the things though is this program has. Let's talk about the cover of the, the program. Is of the covers of the last couple programs. It's it's a a collage of covers, of program covers. And I, I want to go back to the first one back in 1990, where I don't even know if this is, I think this was just a handout that they, a flyer that says, guests so far, well, first admission, $4 each day. 
seven dollars for both days. And this, and this this was February seventeenth and eighteenth, nineteen ninety. And the first four issues are all um, not colored; they're just different colored paper. Yeah. Right. With, I think those are probably pamphlets. And then finally, yeah, right, pamphlets. And then b- finally, by the fifth one, it starts to really show color and yeah. you know detail so, on the images. It's interesting because if you look at the guests so far, um, a couple of note: Mike Grell. Which you know is Mike is also here this year, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, very famous for Green Arrow stuff. Rob Liefeld, yeah, very famous for pouches. Here's the thing, though. Um, in, in, no that, in that time, though, Rob was that would have been when he would have been new, yeah. And that they got him for their first con. Most first cons don't get a bigger name. Now, granted, he wasn't. At that level, at that time, he, he was rising. Jeans well, and then? there weren't, there weren't, <laughs> there weren't, uh, there wasn't a con in every city. That's true too. Like yeah. everyone wasn't doing their own con but, every month. You know, some of the other people they have listed: John Ostrander, Fabian Nicieza. Oh my God! Yeah. So Rob and Fabian were both here. Yeah, the creators of Deadpool. Yeah. And this is 1990. When was Deadpool? created like 92 93 yeah yeah it's theoretically possible i don't know this but it's theoretically possible that they met here and deadpool came out of that oh i don't know that right but you can't prove me wrong was that before you know. that was that before the creation of image too oh this is before image. yeah yeah um you have artists of caliber press have a whole section in there jim Oba. Not James, Jim. Yeah. Vince Lott, Guy Davis, and some. They're a little February hard. February 1991. 91. So that so was. So this was a year prior yeah. to yeah. that. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's Gary Reed listed in here. You know, uh, Mark Bloodworth, and then there's artists of innovation comics listed, and they're very difficult to I read. Am, and I love seeing that first one of these names. I kind of wish that we could know some of the highlighted uh, guests of honor that they had in these first couple, and to where we start seeing the split. As we've talked about many times, comic cons have turned into more Media. of a pop culture yeah. cons as well. And if we could go back and look at some of these, where that shift happened sure. from the comics to the media guests. Um, would just be a blast in the past to, to see. But it's it's crazy when you look at these and you start looking to see who did the work on the comic covers. Like, 2001, David Mack did a Daredevil for the program cover, which means he was here. Yeah. Um, oh, I do like some David Mack. Greg Horn in the, uh, I don't know what year this was, I'm going to guess and say that this is probably the 2002, if I had to guess, or I don't know, 2000, where? Somewhere in the 2000s. Greg Horn did one. And then you start getting farther into it. And then in 2012, I looked at that cover and I had a personal moment. And I went, holy shit. I'm looking at the cover the first time Drunk on Comics was put into a program. And I got a little sentimental. Like, I mean, I made jokes about it, but like, that's that's the start of all of this right right now. Right, right. That is like this is the culmination of me and Tony and his brother and Kevin being stupid and not having a fucking clue what we were doing, but saying, you know what, we're gonna go do something and we're gonna have fun. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. And and I am so thrilled and honored and blessed to have been here year after year after year. And for us to be able to do this, and I, I appreciate everything, because, I mean, it's like, you know, we had two idiots that wanted to get into cons for free and maybe get some free comic books, you know, and now Tony's got another... Now you're still two idiots who want to get into cons for free and love comic books. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and now... bringing more idiots in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And bringing more idiots in, and then Tony tells me about how Charles got really excited because he got it for free and got a free comic book. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's new Let idiot. me tell you about the time we got free beer. <laughs> but what, what, what? It's it really does mean a lot, and and this con means more to me than really any other out there. And you know, there's a lot of cons that do one thing better. Actually, I think every con does something better than every other con mm-hmm. does. Motor City does more 
right and does more better than any other con than it than is out there in my opinion. This is the closest to perfect that you're going to yeah. find in the con as far as I'm concerned. So with you uh, talking about that cover, I had a little bit of a, a like I said, blast with the past nostalgia. A little off topic, but I'll get right back on. I had a buddy leaving town, and I was looking for a picture of when I first met him around 2012. I'm going through my Facebook feed of all the posts from 2012, and I start coming along of, guys, we're getting set and ready to go to, you know, Motor City Comic Con. Then another post of, like, guys, we have our booth set up with our director chairs. Were you guys the shitty Avengers that year? No, no, that was was actually a different con. Yeah. Then there was a, you know, there's a picture of us with the um, the background banner, and then us, me, Kevin, and Derek just sitting there, not knowing what the hell we're doing, and all these like emotions and and everything just came flooding back of like, God, that was so much fun, and we still don't know what we're doing, but we definitely didn't know what we were doing then, but we had fun doing it together, and we've been that's doing, the point. We've been doing this for seven years as podcasters. We volunteered for four years prior to that. You know, we were talking to one of our, our dear friends last night. I'm like, hey, Tony, remember when his wife was pregnant? He goes, yeah. I go, I go, guess how old this kid's going to be? He's like, what? Are, well, I don't know, like five, six? Like, no, he's turning nine in a couple weeks. I mean, it's a blink. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, the memories here last a lifetime. I mean, even you bringing up, like, the two before and just like wanting to uh yes tony has it tony has his his fucking green lantern plastic ring that they gave out that year they gave out and then tony was trying to collect every other color but the drunker tony got the more frequently i heard derek take my picture with the green lantern pose from the the cover derek take my picture derek and i'm like god damn no tony it's fine no derek take my picture it's better lighting (laughs) <laughs> I'm like you don't know what better lighting is and better lighting doesn't help you <laughs> we need worse lighting for you Tony but I, podcast hot <laughs> <laughs> with everything that Derek said I am I'm thrilled to have Charles on this journey though too because next year you're going to be coming back here and just you'll have a sense of what's going on yeah, but you're right. still going to every year like we come Holy cow. We sometimes, our jaw drops of like, now granted we know who's coming ahead of time. Most everyone does for social media now, but like some of the names that they get here, it, it blows my mind for the size of the show, the, uh, you know, the amount of personal touches for the, the people that are coming on in. This is a huge show in a small package. It's like it, me. It's <laughs> I've always said that Motor City is a great size because they can get big guests, but it's so accessible compared to a show like C2E2 or New York where they're going to usher out the stars. You'll never see them. You will never run into Andrew Lincoln on the street. You're never going to see any of them. We've sat around and we're walking around and Sean Gunn has been sitting in the lobby. Yeah. Or, you know... We you run into Lou Ferrigno in the elevator. Yeah, you... I, I, I had a great conversation with Barbara Eden in the, in the elevator last year. Or, you know, you're sitting there talking to somebody who goes, oh, hold on, I want you to meet my friend Derek. And you're like, oh, what's going on? Hey, Derek, this is Michael Rooker. Oh, my God, hey, it's really a pleasure to meet you. Or we sit outside and smoke cigars and drink whiskey with Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead. Holy short. Or, or people come down and do karaoke with you. Yeah, yeah, and then Tom Payne shows yeah. off his secret talent. Yeah, right? aka Jesus from yeah. The Walking Dead, and, and I walk up as I'm basically I'm trying to get past him to get up and get a microphone because I'm singing backup on a, on a song, and I'm like, and Tom Payne, Jesus, up there, and I'm like, hey, nice job. He goes on one. I'm like, on your songs. He goes, which one? I go, like, all of them. They're great. And he goes, is oh, are you singing right now? I'm like, well, I'm doing backup. And he goes, well, what are you singing? I go, to be with you, but Mr. Big he goes, oh, I fucking love that song. I'm like, you want to sing with us? And he goes, fuck yeah, I do. I'm like, well, all right. And Derek did not stick Tom Payne in his pocket and bring him back for me. Is the sad part. No, I mean, like he was—he he was squir- wouldn't eat much. It'd be fine. He can stay with us. He was squirmy. It was hard. It was like, bad. Yeah, yeah it's, I get it's it. Like, it's like trying to hold on to a ferret, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like you get these experiences, you know, and and you 
You get to sit and have breakfast with Simon Bisley while he makes fun of your wife. Oh my god. <laughs> for eating fruit with like, oh, like just Simon a little child. Bisley. Simon. Yeah, somebody, I was walking into New York and somebody was talking about Simon. He was like, yeah, Simon made fun of me all through breakfast. They're like, that sounds like Simon. Yeah. And, and, and Mel just sat there and giggled like a child eating her Fruit Loops. I did. How, do you, <laughs> how else do you respond? What's the proper response And it only made it better. And Simon just ate it up. You know, but, but where else can you go to a show and sit and, and hang out with the, the crews? Abraham pop sausage in his mouth like, like they're Tic Tacs. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, you know, C2E2, for as much as I love that show, you don't have that hotel experience yeah. anymore. It's grown too big. Right. You know, the, the con kids are there, like, in their little cosplay and having their dance contests, and they're having yeah. fun, and God bless them, because that's the next generation, and things are yeah. changing. But, but, like, there were years when we ran into Kirkman in the elevator. Stan Lee brushed Tony's shoulder. But you don't, But now you don't have people doing business in, in the con hotel like they used to. There will never again be a situation where I'm having a conversation with Ryan Brown and Charles Soule and Scott Snyder, and my wife walks up to me, interrupts me mid mid sentence, so I can hold her glass while she pulls a bottle of wine out of her purse. That's never going to happen ever <laughs> that, again that at those will shows. Happen. It's not going to be with those people, but it will happen again. But those kind I got of things, the wine. those kind of things, can happen at Motor City, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Basically, might. if you need a bottle of wine. Go see Mouse. I'm not sharing. That's my bottle of wine. That's, that's her purse wine. It's not a purse. It's a handbag. Oh, that's right. Coach doesn't Coach make purses. Coach doesn't make purses. They don't make handbags. If you don't believe me, go to Coach's website and type in purse that pulls up handbags. The more you know. <laughs> that I didn't need to know. I like how Liz and I both did the motion of the, the streaming star with the rainbow because this is visual audio. <laughs> But no, I mean, in all honesty, this is uh, it's my favorite weekend of the year. And, and like I said, there's no other con that does more right than this con does. And there are some amazing cons out there. But not this even is, better than your con, right? This is like everyone has their con. This is our con. This is our con. It is our con. And yeah. we're lucky to be able to call it our yeah. con. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we're lucky that this is our con. Yep. You know, it's like I said earlier, and I think this is going to be the last thing I'm going to say about it. Um, we have a we have a Comic Con in our hometown, but that's not my hometown Comic Con. Absolutely this, not. This two hours home. away versus a mile and a half away. Two hours away, this is my hometown show, and it always will be, and this is where my heart is. And so Motor City, you know, for me personally, thank you. And I will repeat what he just said by saying ditto. As well as, this is family. This is my last. This is my first con, and you know what? This would be my last con. This if is where she wants every, her ashes spread. If I had, every, if I had to give up every other con, I would, I would still come here. And and to, to piggyback on uh, on Tony, we are a group. Charles, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, triple did did it ditto. You said triple dildos. <laughs> so triple, many dildos. Triple dildo. So many. Sex I we have two hours left, and I got some. I got some walking. This whole experience to do, so. has made me tired. I just I can't think right anymore. <laughs> Are you gonna come back because we're gonna go? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And the after party. Oh, the after party. That's something else. That that is something you have to. No podcast can actually bring that experience to you can't even rightfully well, you can live stream it, it. it still wouldn't be the but, same but maybe if you're lucky maybe on drunk on comics go to drunkoncomics.com uh, for that maybe if you're lucky tony will bring the uh, recorder down tonight and record that that's not my show anymore but that's still yours so we'll see what happens later we'll have some fun yeah in 2072 we'll just be uploading it into your brain the whole experience <laughs> <laughs> I've already started recording everything alright well that uh, yeah before we're done uh, for my listeners uh, uh, you know out there if you guys want to check out more of Tony and Charles and Lynn's go to drunkoncomics.com and pretty much every place else on social media for that and for my listeners if you want to check out what Derek is doing his listeners his yes they're his our, okay, our <laughs> listeners go to Comic Pros and Cons. Uh, they're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Dot com. And they have their website. Yeah. Anybody, anybody wants to, you know, check me out. Um. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>